Culture and community are pillars of project-based learning. And this applies to you too as a learner, an adult learner. You need to be learning in community. We have you covered. We have an online community. And in this online community, it is different than anyone you've ever experienced. We have a whole section that's filled with resources and courses. You or your teachers can devour those individually, whatever pace you'd like. On the other side, we have a community that's interactive and just in time. Within these communities, we have rooms for content areas, rooms for PBL experience. Maybe you've never even taken a PBL jumpstart yet. We've got a room for you. We want to help you out right where you're at. Maybe you're PBL certified and you're really looking to innovate someplace different. We have a room for that. We've got tuning protocols. When you ask a question, you will not get crickets. You'll actually get an answer, guaranteed. So go to the show notes, check out the online community. We've got it split out where teachers can look at it. What are the benefits? Administrators, what are the benefits for your school and your staff? Do not PBL alone. You also need to be in community. Welcome to PBL Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stoyer, and today we're talking about end-of-year reflection. We're actually going to take two episodes on this. And today, if you're following us on YouTube, I'm also going to have some graphics on the left side for you. So if you're listening to this podcast, um, you should be able to follow along and get some great ideas about end-of-year reflection for you, your family, your staff, and your students. If you also want to jump over to YouTube, we've got a few other graphics that you can add to it if it helps for you and your leadership team. So that's the whole purpose of the PBL Simplified Podcast, to help you as a visionary leader lead your staff so that your staff are empowered and engaged and they can lead your learners so that they can be empowered and engaged. And it seems to work that way, right? It's There are some best practices to learning and engagement and real-world authentic learning that work for everybody. I don't care if you're 5, 15, 55, or 85. When we're engaged in learning, uh, we tend to lean in. Assuming that learning relates to us in some way, right? It's going to somehow make our world better. Somebody we care about makes their world better. Somehow it involves our passion, our purpose. These are things we get fired up about, whether we're adults or kids. So when we look to reflection, we really want to look at a lot of the same ideas. In project-based learning, we think reflection is really important. At the end of every PBL unit, you should have some reflection. You should have reflection throughout. It's a great way to get voice and choice from your students. It's a great way to get voice and choice from your staff. So at the end of a PBL unit, a teacher might say, hey, this was a great unit. You guys did an awesome job in getting the senior center involved in creating these new raised garden beds. What are some things that you really liked about this PBL unit? What are some things that you wonder or things that you would change for next time? And you can do that a lot of different ways. You could do post-it notes. You could do Google Forms. Um, you could do online post-it notes. You could do whole group. You could do fishbowl. A lot of different ways to, to tackle reflection. And you should use those as well at the adult level too. But let's let's dive in here a little bit in these two episodes of end of year reflection because it's a really important time. And we say end of year, we meant end of calendar year. So this is going to be uh, an episode that's coming out in December. And you could use a lot of these tactics anytime you're reflecting, but specifically at like mid-year for the school year, end of a calendar year, right? In education, our time is different, uh, both from the idea that you get like 30 seconds to go to the bathroom and eat your food, but also the idea that like our calendar years may be a little bit different than what other people seems. So this is like end of first semester, which means you've got second semester coming. So you want to reflect, you want to refine, you want to regroup, you want to get people re-impassioned for this next semester. So 
don't skip this reflection step because when we reflect and we're thankful, we have gratitude for things. The research just shows that we're more engaged, that we are ready to go in a lot of different ways. So gratitude is a really important piece. So this mid-year reflection, if you however you want to look at it, uh, end of first semester reflection is an important piece for your staff. And let me just do a little bit of sketching here for you. If you're going to be following us on YouTube, and I'll explain it as you're following the podcast, but I look at reflection and you want to do this in all different areas. So I, I kind of broke this down into a big pyramid, right? And I'm an Indiana basketball guy. So John Wooden had his pyramid. So I, I try to make everything into a pyramid if I can, just because I, I think coach would like that. I got to hear him speak one time at a simulcast. They didn't even call it live streaming then. So it's been a couple decades, but I definitely got to hear John Wooden speak along with John Maxwell, Pat Summit. It was, it was super awesome. So on our top level of reflection is you. Like you need to reflect on your practice in your first semester. And then the next level, and yes, we're in school, but you need to reflect with your family. How was your time with your family? Did you work every single weekend? Did you miss birthday parties? Did you miss softball games or did you make them? This first semester, so maybe you'd miss soccer games. I'm not sure what that looks like in your part of the country, but you need to reflect on that. And we're not going to focus on those first two for this first episode. And there's a reason for it. I'll give it to you here in just a second. But we need to reflect in each area of our life with the different hats that we wear. The third one is I'm going to put staff in here. You're going to reflect with your staff on this first semester. And then the base of this pyramid is going to be students or as I like to say, learners. I think the I don't think it's semantics. I think it makes a difference, but I'll put students on here. Uh, I'm going to add learners so I feel a little better. If you look through my book, I always say learners because we, students just has this connotation that you can sit there passively and just get through a day, turn in junk and like, you know, get a grade, move on. Learners implies that it's beyond grades, right? We're learning, but that's a whole different side quest right there that we probably shouldn't take right now. So when we look at this pyramid of reflection, I want us to look at these different ideas. And today we're going to talk about the bottom two rungs. We're going to talk about staff and students. The reason we're doing that first is because you might need to make some action steps here. Like you might, you're listening to all these podcasts in real time at the beginning of December. You're like, I need to get some of this reflection done. And then you can reflect in between semesters. Typically though, I would, I would really like for you to be reflecting throughout on your practice and with, with your family. So you're healthy and you're leading well. But we're going to get to that in the next, actually two episodes from now uh, towards the end of the year. So when you're looking at staff reflection, and some of this will carry over to students as well, but let's start with staff. When you're looking at staff reflection, you don't want to just have this big faculty meeting and say, hey, everybody, super grateful for you. Let's just shout out some things that were great this year, right? Shout out some things that weren't so great this year. So you want to have some kind of a protocol here, or you know the three staff members that are going to talk. The majority of them are not, right? You're going to get a very small sample size of things to be be grateful for. So I want us to try to find ways or protocols to break up our reflection so uh, or add some structure to it. So for staff, what you might do is maybe you do a chalk talk. Maybe you're going to do a chalk talk protocol because that's just one that your staff knows and it's one that they appreciate. You might do a gold and shining moments, pretty similar because gold and shining moments, you can tie into a talk, a chalk talk where you're all in the room. You've got a giant dry erase board. Everybody gets a marker and you're just going to write down all the highlights from this first semester. 
And I like that idea. So now everybody's moving around. People don't have to speak out in front of the group, right? You know that there are some teachers that are not going to raise their hand, right? They can speak in front of students uh, all day long. They do a great job. They've got great relationships. But when it comes to adults, they're just not going to chime in. And that's fine, right? That's just who they are, right? That's their personality. But we've got to find ways to pull them into the conversation because they need to feel gratitude too. And we need to hear their voice, just like you would in a classroom. So what I like about Golden Shining Moments Protocol or Chalk Talk is that I don't have to shout out my answers. And with adults in this situation, depending on your staff, like a true chalk talk, right? You don't speak while while you're writing. So you might be writing on the, the dry erase board or the chalkboard, but you're really not speaking. And maybe you do this on post-it notes and everybody comes and puts their post-it notes up. But uh, you could do it if your staff is going to be one that's very talkative. They're going to get off task. Uh, they need the structure. Maybe you say, hey, we're not going to talk for the first five minutes. And everybody's writing on the board these different ideas. And they can kind of you know arrow off and say plus one. And yeah, I love that too. Or remember this story. Right? And then after a while, I like to let people talk through that. Right. So now they're having some conversation along with these ideas of what does this mean? What do you mean lollipop race? Or what does that mean? Or airplane races and measurement. What did that mean for you? And now they're having some really positive talk they're, they're engaging in Thanksgiving and gratitude in a meaningful way. So a chalk talk or golden shining moments can be a great way to do that. So you might do some small group uh, focus group questions, right? Maybe you're in a, in a spot where maybe it's a really tough semester and you want to grab those thankfulness pieces. But part of reflection is looking for the cool areas too, like what didn't work so well. And here again, you don't want to get into a gripe session. So if you just say open to the whole group, what did what can we change? Whoa, like you should hide behind the desk, like jump back. And it's not necessarily going to be healthy either. So you might do that in the form of a Google form where people can submit some things. Maybe they submit warm and cool feedback. Uh, maybe you have some small focus groups. And you have somebody that's just taking notes and you've got a couple questions to lead them. Uh, one other idea might be since the semester is such a big chunk of time, you might break that down by month or by quarter or say like, how was the opening of school? Is there anything that we would do differently? Or what are some great big wins? And just have everybody think way back, right? It's going to feel like way back to the beginning of school and think through like, how do we open up? You know, was there a lot of energy? Did Were the kids involved? Were parents involved? And you're going to think through those ideas. So you've got, you know, maybe you break it up by quarter. If you do it by quarter, you know, every three months, uh, you might do it by big events, Right. And here, as the leader, you are going to look at big events that you specifically want some feedback on. So, opening day seems like a big one, right? Maybe, well, I'm going to change this. I was going to say parent teacher conference, but ideally, you've moved to student, student led conferences. If you haven't, got some resources we can send your way, but it's a big, it can be a big shift. It can be a small shift to get things started, but maybe student led conferences. Uh, maybe it was, you know, leading up to fall break. Maybe it was common assessments. Maybe you had, um, maybe you had a big convocation. So now you're going to list out some big events that, you know, you have on the calendar. Like you had them on the calendar for fall semester. Now you want some feedback and you're going to need to say, I, I think you need to open up and say, Hey, give me some warm feedback because that's important because we should do those things again, but also don't be afraid to give me cool feedback, right? I don't expect everything to be great, right? Like we're learners here. This is what we do. We want things to continually get better. 
We want this continuous improvement to go through everything we do in the classroom and big picture as staff. So what you're really aiming for is you're trying to section out that first semester. So people are looking at things in detail. You're trying to add protocol. You're trying to get some lanes in here for people to give feedback instead of the big open staff meeting because that can just get toxic. So on your pyramid, that's staff. What do you do for students? And you probably do something pretty similar. But here you want your teachers to live through this. So as you're getting feedback and reflecting with your staff, you're going to model really great reflective practices so that they will bring those same practices down to their students. Because if they do the same thing and they say, hey, whole group, everybody, what was great this semester? What was what was awful this semester? What do you want to fix, right? And suddenly you've got this big negative spiral that is not helpful for anybody. And we're looking for feedback, right? Because we want to continuously improve. But we're also doing something else. This is important to communicate to your teachers is just as human beings, we need to process, right? We need to process and we need to process the good and the not so good. Areas of growth is a great way to say that. So, but I need to process my learning. I need to process the culture that I'm in as a learner, right? So that I can start to figure out like, do I, do I like school? Because generally every piece of media is telling them that they don't like school, right? But maybe they really do. Maybe they really like it here. Right? There's a lot of kids that do. The structure's super helpful. And you're probably trying to build a great culture. So we want to bring those things out. So once you get the feedback, you let people process. Let's make it public. Let's make it public. So both the staff and the student feedback. Like Here are some things that we're grateful for as a school. Here's what we're grateful for. We had a great opening day, right? We have great relationships. And you want to start calling these things out because now you're using these words to define your culture and they're not your words as the leader saying, hey, top down, I want us to have great relationships, so do a good job, be happy today. Why aren't you happy today? That's right. So you can't like make people be happy, but you can call out when things are going really well, right? That's when this gratefulness effect starts to kick in. And that's one of the things we're looking for when it comes to reflection. We're looking for feedback so we can get better. We're also trying to create a space where adults and students can start to process. And as they're processing their learning, they're starting to figure out that, you know what, there's some really great things that happened. And there were some things that maybe have some cool feedback, but we're doing something about that. Do you see how different that is than just letting the year go to the, oh, I finally made it and, oh, I get to decompress. Now, decompress and rest, like those are great ideas. That's a really good thing that you should do. But don't just get slammed into that and then you come back in January and hope things are great. Let's let's tee it up, right? You want to tee it up so that, here, I'm going to give you that visual. I'm going to draw a golf tee, right? I'll get better sketches as we go along. But I want you to tee it up. What you're doing with this is you're teeing it up. It's going to take you a little bit of time but honestly, I think after this podcast, you've probably got it. If we go 20 minutes, you give it another 15 minutes to plan it out. You're going to do a chalk talk. You're going to make a Google form. Boom, run with it. But I want you to know why you're doing it because that's so important. You want to get better for second semester. So whatever your learner, whatever your teachers say, hey, could we do this, this, and this? Find a couple of those things and do them right away and let them know. You said 
that you wanted this, you're going to give it to them, right? Just And not everything, right? They're going to want more time. Same thing with students. But your staff might say, you know, can we do our PLCs or can you make sure that we don't get interrupted on our PLC time? Okay. So you're going to make sure that those convocations don't happen on those PLC days, right? And you're going to tell everybody that so they know that things are always getting better at your school. That's a great culture piece. And again, don't overlook the process. Let people process, maybe get everybody a journal, right? Let them journal in there, create a gratitude journal. It's one of my favorite gifts. Create a gratitude journal so that people are continually recording those things that are great that are happening. And maybe you even get them some swag, like a Teach Inspired shirt, right? Grab some Teach Inspired gear at, at the Magnified Learning website. It's right at the bottom. There's a swag shop. Uh, let me know if you, if you need some bulk orders. But what we're trying to do is tr- trying to create, uh, like you're probably going to do some kind of end of year convocation, right? So you end on this great note, but you also want to internalize some of those things, right? So again, again, if you heard me hit it again and again in this, in this podcast episode, we want to bring out some gratefulness. We want to get some feedback. We want people to process. And if you're thinking about those things, then you've got some great reflection for the end of the year for your staff and your students. In the next leadership episode, we're going to talk about how we do that for you, visionary leader. How do we get you to reflect? How do we reflect with your family and your practice so that you've got a great beginning semester, first semester, moving right into a great second semester? Go lead inspired. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the PBL Simplified Podcast. I appreciate you. I'm honored that you tune in each week. Would you please take two minutes to leave a rating and a review? When you leave a review, it lets the next person know that this is a podcast worth listening to. When they go into their player and search project-based learning and PBL Simplified popped up, when they see those reviews, they know that high-quality visionary leaders are listening. So they tune in too, and they can find their way into the PBL journey. Thank you so much for leaving a review. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you.